48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Kenny Hodgart. The top stories. A 20-year-old woman has been sentenced to a year and a half in prison for possessing a pair of pliers and lighter fuel during an anti-government protest in 2019. Executive Councillor Ronnie Tong says democracy can be achieved to a certain extent in Hong Kong, but that this may not necessarily involve the ballot box. And the daily, uh, daily COVID caseload has remained in four digits for the fourth straight day. A 20-year-old woman has been sentenced to a year and a half in prison for possessing a pair of pliers and lighter fuel during an anti-government protest in 2019. Kwok Hoi Ying was earlier acquitted of rioting and using a facial covering on November 18th of that year in Yaomate as protesters attempted to head to Polytechnic University. But the district court convicted her of possessing tools that were fit for unlawful purposes and with intent to destroy or damage property. Executive Councillor Ronnie Tong says democracy here can be achieved to a certain extent as long as the government responds to people's views but that that doesn't necessarily involve the ballot box. Speaking on a radio programme, Mr Tong said the democratic movement here had virtually failed because it wrongly believed Beijing could be pressured into agreeing to its demands. Nevertheless, the former Civic Party member said he hoped the next Legislative Council would have a broader, broader spectrum of political views. The pendulum has swung to one side, and as a result, LegCo is now only represented by one ex-Democrat member. That certainly is not a very healthy sign and uh, I would like to see more different voices, different political inclinations to be present in the makeup of LegCo. One can only hope that in four years time the pendulum will swing a little bit closer to the middle. The daily COVID caseload has remained in four digits for the fourth straight day with health authorities reporting 1,160 new local infections and 116 imported cases. More than 10 people linked to two elderly homes were sent to quarantine after the facilities reported new infections. The Society for Community Organisation, or SOCO, is calling on the government to set up a dedicated agency to manage primary health care. The NGO wants users, especially those on low incomes, to be more aware of what services are available and where to go for the first point of contact. Timmy Sung reports. The call comes after SoCo polled about 240 people on low incomes about public health services between April and May. Over 70% of these so-called grassroots said they would first seek medical attention from the public health system but that they found waiting times to be too long and it was often difficult to make an appointment. Soko said a dedicated agency would be able to steer patients in the right direction and make resource allocation easier. It said the agency should include members of the medical profession, social service and representatives from patient organisations. It also called for longer consultation hours at general outpatient clinics more consultation places and subsidies or vouchers so more people could use private clinics. Labour Minister Law Chi Kuang says the latest job rate or jobless rate of 5.1% is better than he was expecting. Speaking on an RTHK radio programme, Mr Law said he expected the rate to dip below 4% by the end of the year. He said he was cautiously optimistic about the economy, although there were still un uncertainties. 
The pandemic is having the biggest impact on our economy, but we've learned a huge lesson during the fifth wave of infections, so I believe we're much better prepared should there be a sixth wave. So things that happened in the fifth wave won't happen again. Even if there were to be a negative impact, it wouldn't be as severe as it was in February, March and April. And now the weather, it will be mainly cloudy with one or two showers, isolated thunderstorms tomorrow morning. Sunny intervals during the day and temperatures will be ranging between 27 and 31 degrees. Moderate to fresh southerly winds, occasionally strong offshore and on high ground. The outlook for the following few days is sunny intervals on Monday. It will also be windy with one or two showers becoming fine and very hot by midweek. The current temperature at the observatory is 29 degrees Celsius with humidity of 83%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. At least one person has died in a large fire at a Shanghai chemical plant. Robert Kemp has more. The Xinhuan News Agency said the fire at a Sinopec petrochemical plant in the district of Jinshan broke out at around 4am before being brought under control later in the morning. Local reports said residents had heard an explosion as far as six kilometres away. Videos on social media showed a large cloud of fire and ash billowing upwards. In one aerial video, three fires could be seen in separate buildings. The Shanghai Fire Department said on Weibo that it had dispatched over 500 personnel to fight the blaze. CCTV said the Ministry of Emergency Management had sent an expert group to the scene. A high-profile environmentalist and anti-coal campaigner in Vietnam has been jailed for two years on tax evasion charges. Wee T. Hyung's supporters say it's an attempt to silence her. Here's the BBC's Celia Hatton. Little is known about the tax evasion case that's led to the imprisonment of Vietnam's globally recognized environmentalist Nui Thi Khan. She was arrested in February while she was busy campaigning against a proposal for Vietnam to double its coal-fired plant capacity. Several years ago, Ms. Khan had convinced the Vietnamese authorities to eliminate 20,000 megawatts of coal power from the electricity grid by 2030. She won the prestigious Goldman Environmental Prize. The director of the prize, Michael Sutton, and other environmental groups have called for her release. The Indian government has deployed security forces across several parts of the country as protests continue against reforms to the military recruitment scheme. Demonstrators are angry about the impact on job security and pensions. The BBC's Rajina Vajanathan reports from De- Delhi. Security has been stepped up here and in other parts of India, with the internet suspended in a number of places. Authorities are appealing to students to protest peacefully. They say they won't give up until the government scraps its reforms to the army entry scheme. Under the plans, new recruits would be given four-year fixed contracts, with only a quarter of those being kept on for longer. Critics are concerned it would create a cadre of temporary soldiers without job security and pensions. The government says it will energise India's army and reduce unemployment and military spending. There has been an attack on a Sikh temple in the Afghan capital, Kabul. Two people are said to have been killed and seven injured. The building was assaulted by militants throwing hand grenades 
the Taliban say a car bomb was also used, but it detonated before reaching the temple. From Kabul, the BBC's Sekunder Karmani reports. The attack began early this morning with gunfire and multiple explosions heard over a number of hours. The assailants reportedly initially used hand grenades to try and enter the compound of the Gurdwara. Then, according to a Taliban spokesman, guards opened fire, forcing the attackers to detonate a car bomb before it had reached its target. Many Afghan Sikhs had already fled the country long before the Taliban takeover. Since they assumed power, less than 200 remain, according to members of the community. Britain's Prime Minister Boris Johnson has warned of what he called Ukraine fatigue, which he said was beginning to set in around the world. Returning from his second trip to Kyiv since the Russian incursion began in February, Mr Johnson said it was important to show that allies were standing with Ukraine for the long haul and demonstrating strategic resilience. He told reporters it was a critical moment. The worry that we have is that uh, a bit of Ukraine fatigue is starting to set in. The Russians are, are grinding forward inch uh, by inch and it's vital for us to show what we know to be true, which is that Ukraine can win and will win. Commemorations have been held in the Czech capital Prague to mark the 80th anniversary of the deaths of the parachutists, parachutists who assassinated the Nazi governor of the region, Reinhard Heydrich. Jan Kubis and Josef Gabczyk died in a last stand in a church with other resistance members. Some killed themselves rather than surrender to SS troops. Heydrich, a leading architect of the Holocaust, was the most senior Nazi assassinated during the Second World War. And the top, the top stories once again. A 20-year-old woman has been sentenced to a year and a half in prison for possessing a pair of pliers and lighter fuel during an anti-government protest in 2019. Executive Councillor Ronnie Tong says democracy can be achieved to a certain extent in Hong Kong, but that this may not necessarily involve the ballot box. And the daily COVID caseload has remained in four digits for the fourth straight day. The news from RTHK.
Thanks for being there, chilling with me on Cool Tracks with 77 Bombay Street. I'll give you the stars. I'll give you my heart. We'll sit in the rain. We'll share in the pain. The warmth of today. The call of the night. And now all my memories are made of light. It'll happen to me once and only. No. 